You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from part two of a two-part episode. We've never had two episodes so close to each other before, so we're figuring it out two episodes at a time. Only here. Only here. Only here. On Interventional RSS, the unofficial recommended podcast. It takes two. Two episodes. Hello, everybody. (laughs) I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. I am Brandon. And welcome to part two of our special two-part, two-part finale episode, where we're talking about the second episode of the two-part finale, uh, (laughs) Rick Mariah Jack. That's that's right. That's right. We we are back. Uh, only m- mere moments have passed. We didn't change our shirts. Nope. So you know. <laughs> so you know that it's the same day of the week. Uh, and and if you want to know where to follow us, go listen to our previous episode in your podcast feed, <laughs> uh, where we talk about episode nine, uh, forgetting Sarah Morchel. Uh, you also get your semi-pertinent news and, and all of those other fun things in there. Thank you so much for, for following us or, or subscribe to wherever you, you consume this content. But frankly, we, do, we don't have time for all those other little bits. Little bits. Uh, because we have an incredible series, not ooh, ooh, series, oh. season, season finale uh, to talk about. Uh, and and mind you, if you have not watched the tenth episode of season five of Rick and Morty, this is your only warning. Uh, we will be discussing uh, canon in depth. Spoilers abound. Uh, so if you do not want to be spoiled on any of the events of that episode, uh, just just come on back after you've gotten a chance to watch the show. Uh, but that's it. It is. It is. It is now. Now time. I mean, Brandon, are you ready? Because I'm. I'm gonna. Oh. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to sing one more time. Oh no! Oh, I forgot. Oh, uh, this is throwing everything off. This is. Uh, it's, it's all new. Everything's new. Everything's different. Every, now. Everything is. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Without further ado, the only part of this episode we're talking about. It's time for the main thing. The nighttime, do 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 do. It's the main thing coming at you. You've got the main thing. You put it in your pocket and then you take it out. Take it out, put it on a platter. Serve it to your friends and neighbors. Once COVID's gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the main thing, everybody. It's the main uh, thing. Oh my! Oh my! Oh gosh. my! Uh, well, I struggled through this part of the show in our last episode. So, Brandon, it's over to you. <laughs> give us the give us the details of the episode that we'll be talking. About. Oh man, I feel I feel bad because the names on this one are much easier than the ones that last. I've, I've literally talked to some of these people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So we are talking about the season five finale, episode ten, Rick Mari Jack, air date. September 5th of 2021. It was written by Jeff Loveness, uh, a longtime writer for the show. He says this was his last episode of, of the show. Uh, and also Scott Martyr, the executive producer, who we had on an interview uh, not too long ago. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking, I, we'll be alluding to some of the questions we asked him in that interview 
here on this episode, directed by Jacob Hare, not his first time directing an episode this season, guest starring Cecilia Galt, Lee Harding, who was also in the last episode, and Rob Schraub. <laughs> oh, Rob yeah. Schraub. Travis, yep. why, don't you, why don't you give us the, the nopsies? Trying something new, bro. <laughs> Doing it big. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Our, our synopsis for this. Uh, you finally did it, damn you. Evil Morty, damn you. These two are growing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's- I need a more, I need it. I need more, I, I need more oomph from, from that synopsis. There's an exclamation point at the end of that first sentence and you, Oh, I didn't, I didn't see Yeah, it. It's, 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 it's more like a, like a Charlton Heston, like you finally did it. Damn you. Evil Morty. Damn you. Damn you to hell. <laughs> These two are growing. And then it goes. You are growing, yeah, bro. <laughs> um, all right. If you if you've gotten this far, you know what's up. This is the evil Morty episode that you have been clamoring for. Yep. This is this is a Citadel switcheroo for the ages. This is this is cannon fodder. Like like you've been you've been complaining on re- subreddits all season. This is the moment you've been waiting for, and we are going to break it down bit by bit yep. and dedicating every minute of this episode uh, to this discussion. First off, Brandon, how are you? I no, hate it. What did you think of the episode? Yeah, it's Labor Day weekend. Uh, I built a gazebo. I saw some in-laws, played some disc golf. <laughs> Reference our last episode. Uh yeah, this 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 episode. Let let before we get into the cannon fodder aspect of it, which by the way, if it's not a name of a podcast, it should be. It'd be a good idea for a podcast. Uh, as far as hey, do you want to start another podcast? Yeah, let's 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 do it. I have plenty of time in my life to to do those things. <laughs> uh, before we get into that that piece, let's let's start with the continuation of uh, last week's ep- well, the the first part of the episode forget forgetting Sarah Mortchell. Uh, that episode we left with Rick leaving Morty with the two crows. This episode starts basically directly after that with an anime theme, uh, looking looking like Rick uh, Samurai Jack. The whole the whole Rick and two crows thing. Uh, just uh, I uh, pe- people wanting the anime. They wanted more anime from like the uh uh the the Gotron episode. Yep. I think I think this suffices for for that aspect because it it's like not a it, it it is kind of a joke but it's almost more of a an homage rather than yes, like yes, yes, like yes. a like a parody, right? Like the people who did the, that scene for for the anime opening of Rick and Morty were people who who love anime and were honoring it rather than than just making fun of it. So shout, shout out to them. Uh but that that's how that's how it starts with Rick and his two crows going on adventures, eventually trying to get that big bad but never getting to the big bad. <laughs> now, will they kill they? Come on, everybody keeps asking, but it's not what we're about, okay? Uh what going into this episode that that's the first thing you see, right? Is is the two crows, this anime stuff. What what was your first thought when the first five to seven minutes is, is all of this two crows stuff? I, I gotta be real honest. The, the first thought that sticks out to me is my goodness. This show is beautiful. Uh, the, <laughs> the level of 
quality and the animation in the first five minutes of this show is just on a different level, honestly. And, and even in subsequent rewatches of this episode, I am taken aback by the level of care and um, just how, how excellent it looks. Um, The, the, the backgrounds, the, the, that title sequence, like all of it, I just I I think they they really did a great job, and and then again that continues on throughout the rest of the episode uh, as well. But the 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 premise of Rick going all in on the two crows thing, um, I just think is great, and I think the payoff is even better when we we find out that this is really just an elaborate Citadel spin, like. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I the the appearance of of Schraub as uh what is it? Uh what a, a crow scare. A crow scare, crow scare, <laughs> that's right. Um we explore each fa- other's bodies. <laughs> the, the the fact that the two crows and crow scare actually have a uh romantic relationship that <laughs> that they that pre-exists Rick's experience with the two crows. Uh, kind of following that that through line from episode nine with the relationships and and everything else, I I thought I thought it did a great job of really tying those episodes together from both ends and and sort of referencing back to the the story points in episode nine uh, yeah, without yeah. without trying to feel completely separate or just like a throwaway thing and and completes that story that we just spent you know forty. 50 minutes talking about in our last episode with with rick's experience and his relationship i i I think that opening five minutes does a great job of um setting up rick's perspective going into the rest of the episode in terms of his relationship with morty and maybe maybe what's most important in 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 what they're doing going forward yeah yeah i i i think the the two episodes Pushed together. Uh, if if you didn't if you didn't have the 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 end credits of one episode, you didn't have the well, you don't really have the the you have the fake credits for the the second episode, right? I I think they they go together well. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of reminded of like uh, Futurama when they did uh, they did their their movies, uh, but they were basically just episodes pushed back to back uh, over over the over the over the course of you know two hours or whatever. Um, I I think I think it's good, right? And in their 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 thematic things, you even mentioned like in in our synopsis for last episode, you talk about the rebound stuff. Uh, the rebound stuff doesn't happen until episode ten, where where it's actually alluded to the the, the crows being uh, his rebound from from Morty, uh, or or their and, and or, likewise theirs from Crowscare, right? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, um, and so. Yeah, well, I'll 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 admit I I rewatched I rewatched this episode immediately after uh, last night, and I I skip I skipped over the two crows part of of the episode when I, when I rewatch it because I was like, this isn't the part that I that I need to to worry about. I need to know I need to see all the 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 evil Morty stuff that that happens to, so I can yeah. really wrap my head around that before I go into it, but. You know, looking back at at the two crows thing, and especially after today, going back and and rewatching, forgetting, uh, Sarah Morchel, like, 
oh, okay, there's all the thematic stuff that eventually plays into the evil Morty stuff. All of the stuff that happens in that episode going into the first part of this episode, it is, it's, it, it's kind of necessary to complete that whole package of what is going on with, with evil Morty, uh, which, uh, you know, we, we could talk more about as, as we go in. Oh yeah. Uh, but, but I will, but I will say I was expecting evil Morty because after having talked with, with Scott, him saying during our interview that this episode is going to be everything that the fans have wanted. Yeah. The first five, 10 minutes or whatever it is with the two crows, like this isn't what fans wanted. So we're, we're missing something here, but I can understand as a fan who may, may not have listened to our, our wonderful interview that they see that. Make sure to go back and listen to it. If you you missed it, (laughs) uh, that, 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 that people may be watching these first couple minutes are like, Oh God. Like again, season five, worst, worst season of, of, of the show. Um, and I think that changes once, uh, Morty asks, or sorry, Rick asks Morty, where did you get the, the portal fluid? Uh, or, and then they're like from the Citadel, some guy in the Citadel. And then everybody knew collectively. <laughs> as soon as you hear the word Citadel, like I, I saw the comments in, in the, uh, the live comments from, from the Reddit discussion post, uh, the, all, everybody is saying, as soon as I heard the word Citadel, I sat up in my chair. I was leaning forward like they 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 knew what that meant. If if Rick and Morty were headed back to the Citadel, this they know who runs the Citadel. They know what's up. So um, and, and I think we'll get into all of that um, here in a minute. But I want to I want to touch on something that I didn't mention in the episode nine discussion uh, because it, it also happens here in episode 10. Uh, but there's there's a couple moments where Rick and Morty, they come back together um, and and Morty talks about hitting the reset button. And and it's it's almost it's almost like specific, like that phrase, the reset button. Um, and in both in both times, he's sort of um, either blown off or told no specifically in episode nine uh morty's like or rick 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 tells morty no i'm 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 doing this thing with the crows we're not we're not resetting i'm i'm gonna go do this thing and then again when 40 year old morty uh gets rick back <laughs> in the house and and says hey we're gonna hit the reset button and beth steps in and says no we're not we're not resetting anything we're 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 we, we've learned things we we've we've grown so there's there's no reset we're gonna we're gonna take what we've learned and obviously i'm paraphrasing but uh and, and we're gonna move forward from this i i really feel like especially in an episode that from that point forward focuses so much on canon and overall story arcs and 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 backstories for these characters uh i'm really curious if that's also a message to us as the audience that this is not this is not a moment where we're hitting a reset button and we're just going to go back to you know fun time adventures yep we we did we did the season where they're divorced and now we're hitting the reset button and now they're not divorced anymore and every everything's going to be fine just more smith family adventures and yet we we did the season where you know Rick and Morty kind of break up and and things go go cross <laughs> ways and and now we're hitting the reset button and like I feel like that's a message to us in, in unity to say, Cannon's here to stay. We're, 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 we're getting your letters. We, we hear what <laughs> we hear, what you, what you want. And it's going to be part of the show. We're not, we're not resetting things. Yes. 
I, I, I expect, and, and honestly, personally, I hope we continue to get episodes that are able to do one-off adventures and fun, crazy things that don't necessarily tie into the, the bigger story arc of, of Rick and Morty. I genuinely don't want Rick and Morty to turn into lost where every week this podcast is breaking down theories and, and doing all that sort of thing. But I think there will be episodes like probably the remainder of this episode where we do dig into the canon a little bit more and we need to kind of explore a little bit about the past, present and future of of what is happening with these characters. I think you, I think you nailed it. And I think that is the end of episode 10. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Uh, head to Rick and Morty pod at Twitter and, and let us know what you thought of you, you. You I mean, I think I think you're right. I think. Uh, I'm again. I'm referencing our Scott interview uh, because we we asked we asked about some of the lessons he's been learning being the EP from the end of season four on through season five, season six and beyond because they they finished writing season seven right, uh, and he's been there the entire step of the way. And his his note to our question about what he's learned is that people want canon. He's a fan of the show and he wants to, he wants to see those things explored, but he doesn't want to see those things explored in a kind of slap dash or, or half-assed way. Like it has to mean something. And uh, we saw that as, as, as much chagrin as the incest baby gets, it was our first like in inner season uh, continuity that, that we had that our, our first hint that, we're we're going to get continuity within within seasons now. We're not going to have to wait till you know three seasons later. And also uh, the bird person stuff. Where we're going to see we're going to see some backstory. We're going to see some of these relationships build. Which, by the way, they use scenes from the bird person episode in a different kind of context in this episode. That had had that bird person episode not been there, then we. W- fans would have been speculating a lot more like oh sure. what what's the stuff with a bird person but we already had that we already had that in episode yeah, eight. we we were able to recognize and identify blood ridge because of how heavily it was featured in the bird person episode to where they didn't have to go deep into that but just showing a few seconds of rick walking away from blood ridge we have that context we know what's going through Rick's head as he portals out of there and, and, and as he takes these next steps through his journey to, uh, you know, become the Rick that he is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, it is interesting. I, I, I am very curious and I, I think this will potentially be uh, a topic of a, of, of an upcoming episode of this podcast, probably so that we can discuss it at length, but how, how this season was really constructed and what that means for the episode or the seasons ahead, um, I think we're still going to get some one-off adventures and things like that. But it, it it could be really interesting to see how how deeply they they invest in the canon and how much the the show changes over the next you know seventy episodes or whatever we've got <laughs> left uh, you know on order. So um, yeah. with that in mind, and and I know listeners of the show are excited to talk about some of these things. So with a Citadel misdirect, Rick and Morty portal on into the Citadel and we get our first glimpses of what the Citadel looks like under the, uh, 
President Morty administration, uh, <laughs> essentially turning it into quote unquote Glendale. Uh, but we we get we get some we get some what you, you throw your hands up. Guilty, uh, <laughs> guilty, guilty as charged. Uh, I'm from a, I'm a fr- I'm from a Glendale suburb, Lacrosana. That's right. You know. That's so. right. <laughs> I, I I'm not saying this was a direct jab at you, Brandon, but um, I don't know. Put us in the show, guys. Uh, <laughs> just put us in the show. It's yeah. It's been long enough. If, if you kill us, uh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Kill us, please. Uh, but you know, you you've got you've got enough reference material here. Here. <laughs> We'll we'll do turnarounds for you after the show. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So let's let's break down some of the major information that we got. I don't want I don't want to break down the episode itself because people have probably rewatched it numerous times already. But let's talk about some of the major plot uh, chunks that we got in in this episode. Starting off with everybody's favorite piece of 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 canon. Uh, evil Morty himself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was expected as soon as they said Citadel that we were going to see Evil Morty. Um, I don't know what did you, what did you think? What did what did you think going into it? And uh, did did you think it was going to play out to the to the to the level that it did? <laughs> I, I I I think the only people who knew that it would play out to the level it did are. I don't, I don't even know if the writers. I don't. Even, I don't even know if the writers were prepared for like a 2001 Space Odyssey. Odyssey, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, raising, uh, going through this 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 te- this portal, uh, this this evil morning. Right. I don't. I don't think they were ready for the the animation. Uh, so no. I mean, when you going into the the Citadel piece, you know that President Morty is there. You you see you see his image on on the side like a on like a a, a flag or a banner or whatever, you know he's going to be part of this this episode because we still have you know twenty minutes at this point in time, and uh, you know I I didn't know I didn't know what to expect of what the story was going to be like I I knew based off of the uh, uh, Adult Swim's kind of um, their synopsis, not our, not our synopsis, but their synopsis. It talks about like uh, banding together against uh, enemies, right? And so yeah. I'm like, okay, so they're going to fight President Morty, Evil Morty, at some point in time in this episode. But I, I, I didn't know, I didn't know how that would be. Um, I I thought it was really interesting that I fully expected a fight, right? I expected them to actually like fight Evil Morty, and they really didn't give us that, like there was fighting that happened around evil Morty, but there was really never like evil Morty is, is so advanced to the point where he's like, yeah, I'm putting myself in a force field and putting myself in a bubble. I'm, I'm going to have dialogue. I'm going to have, have conversations with Rick, but like, I'm not going to go toe to toe with him. Cause that's, that's not my strengths. I'm, I'm here for information and I'm here to get what I need out of Rick and then and then I'm moving on. So what what I found was really interesting is we we have seen Evil Morty for so long, dating all the way back to season one, episode nine, Close Recounters of the Rick Kind, the, the introduction of Evil Morty. What were you, you going to say? Uh, I just I, uh, inter- interrupt you r- real quick. What I found what, what I'm what's interesting. Uh, Scary Terry hit us up on on Twitter as as we started recording our last episode. Uh, Close Recounters of the Rick Kind is actually the 10th episode of season one. Uh, 
but but the uh uh but they they say go back and watch episode nine of season one uh so so it's a little little weird a little little weird on that uh so Is i just it? yeah well, do yeah, they do I they go- not I go- count the pilot i i googled it they must not they must not count the pilot because um like i'm on wikipedia on wikipedia it says closer encounters of the rick kind is a 10th and penultimate episode of the first season because the third first season did have 11 episodes so if they're not counting the pilot then yes it would be episode 9 uh of the of the first season if they yeah. don't count if they don't count the pilot yeah so, because something rick this way comes is the is the ninth episode in the yeah. order you're right you're absolutely yep. right yeah um, thanks, thanks gary terry hat tip yeah <laughs> kudos 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 to you on that uh you know what 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 do we know? What do we know about numbering? What do we know about counting? <laughs> what do we know? Anyway, but yeah. Uh, so, anyways, going back to episode nine without the pilot, Asterix, of, <laughs> Closer Encounters of the Rick Kind. Uh, we know that that that's a, the first time we see the Citadel of Ricks. It's the first time we meet Evil Rick, uh, quote unquote, and the first time we meet Evil Morty. And they're they're scanning Rick's brain in that in that episode. Uh, that's right. So uh, and 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 the context for that and and this is something that I really would kudo the writers on is my obviously they weren't scanning Rick's brain like writing that in to be like oh at the end of season five there's <laughs> going to be this payoff where they're using these brain scans to you know break down the central finite curve no like that was. That was a different utilization for that brain scan, but the way they've been able to draw on these elements that are mentioned or that are featured in past episodes, and then I, I hate to say retcon, but really they've 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 used those moments in a new way to add additional meaning and increase the stakes, maybe for for the canon of the show. Instead of having those be throwaway moments, now that brain scan in episode 9 slash 10 actually ends up being a majority of the legwork that Evil Morty needs to to, to, to fulfill his plan. Obviously, you fast forward uh, to season 3, episode 7, Rick Lantis mix up, fan favorite episode where we, we see Evil Morty's rise to power and his ability to become in command of the Citadel of Ricks, and and now he's got the the backing the funding the the power to do what needs to be done and then skip ahead two seasons later here we are episode 10 of season 5 and we see this plan come to fruition with uh president morty getting C137 Rick and Morty uh I'm going to assume he's C137 <laughs> Morty but who knows at this point um they get them in the room and 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 he's able to sort of fulfill his plan which turns out is his arc is trying to escape this central finite curve which we've heard about in previous episodes Rick yes. Lantis mix up they talk about it but we never have context it just seems like a group of cool sci-fi words that don't have any additional meaning yeah but but once again they take that and now add all the meaning possible with the central finite curve so yeah i, I thought and, that was really interesting and 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 not just in rick landis mix-up they they mentioned the central finite curve also in uh closer encounters with rick kind uh when uh, at, at the at the citadel talking about he's the the anomaly 
uh, of yes. the, the CFC, yes. right? Um, so uh, similar to like uh, Blood Ridge, right? Like they mentioned Blood Ridge, uh, but then they don't they don't mention that again. But they then they come back to it in this season to just like all the, these Easter egg moments, and then they're, they're fleshing them out a little bit more. Uh, so the, these things aren't throwaway. Let's talk, talking about throwaway stuff. You know Rick's backstory when uh, we 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 see how Rick became to be what he was. Going back to the season three premiere of 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 us seeing a, the actual version of Rick's memory of how he became how he became. Uh, there's just there's lots of lots of cool lots of cool stuff, lots of cool lore in in this episode. Um, obviously, obviously, obviously. So yeah. What 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 did you think about? I mean, seeing as we mentioned the 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 CFC, the the central finite curve, right? <laughs> like, yeah, the, this explanation they 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 give uh, more detail into into what it is in this episode. Obviously, what we we talked about it a lot right after the episode, trying to wrap our brains about around what the central finite curve is have you figured it out at this point do you do you do you feel like you have a good grasp on on what we're talking about yeah i i, I think i think i do i i've i've read a few articles i've read uh reddit comments twitter comments uh the the comment that i have is is uh from a from a website I, i'm just i'm just gonna i'm just gonna quote them um which is this the cfc it allows travel to dimensions where Rick is the smartest person in the universe, but restricts access to those universes where Rick isn't the smartest person. So technically, the multiverse we see in Rick and Morty isn't a true multiverse, but only a section that has been separated from the rest. That is that I think that is the, the simplest way to, to put it. I think it makes sense. Basically, it's, a, it's an infinite crib for an infinite baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. We we have been watching the the whole like you have to have a high Q to watch Rick and Morty to understand Rick and Morty all this type of stuff Rick being a god essentially all this type of stuff this has been a multiverse of his creation his playground it is it is it is his Minecraft server that that he runs and yeah there's there's a bunch of his realm server so there's a bunch of other Minecraft servers in this realm that he has control of and essentially what evil Morty's trying to do is to just get into the main mic, like get into the, 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 uh, data yeah, the center, open world, the yeah. data center me, of Minecraft. Let me join some more servers, man. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me join some home, homegrown servers. Let me, so yeah, I, I think that's that, uh, there, there's a line when they're talking about the central finite curve, uh, a wall around infinity, right? This idea that there are infinite timelines, infinite, infinite universes, infinite realities, but the Ricks have create have walled off a portion of that to to keep only the the versions of reality where they are the Rickest Rick, right? They are they are the smartest being in the universe, and that is their playground. So so. There's I've seen a little bit of chatter about like green portals only work in the CFC, right? You you can you can portal around all you want in the CFC, but you're never going to end up in any place where Rick isn't the the person that's the smartest or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. so 
Yeah, I, I, I think, I think that's really interesting. I think, I think it's, it provides the potential for a lot more bigger bads, a lot more, like of all the adventures that we've already been on, we're where we've only scratched the surface of what's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also does a little bit to to kind of uh, depower, right? We talked about this with Scott Martyr, but depower Rick in, in some ways because he is the smartest being in the known universe if you only know about the places where he's the smartest being. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I To me, that's one of the most compelling aspects of this episode is the idea of this central finite curve that has has only shown us a small glimpse of what is possible and and now that evil morty has successfully broken out of that uh there is potential for for exploration outside of that and i think that's pretty cool yeah 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 in, in, in the the thought occurred to me right now it's not just that he's broken out of it it's that he's broken it uh which which at the at the end of the episode we see the cfc the representation of the CFC kind of looks like a, you know, just a trail of, of, of pearls like a Martha Wayne. Uh, it were, well, they all just kind of like pop, right? It's, it's not just yeah. that he's, he is, he's freed himself. He has broken this, this CFC. And so, uh, the, the wall is no longer there for anybody else. So the known yeah, universe, that's, a, that's, an, that's an interesting interpretation because I, I interpreted that differently where him breaking out of it, when he goes to pull it up off his, you know, laser watch or whatever it was, he was out of it. It was broken for him. I didn't interpret that as it being broken completely, but I could see how, especially if the Citadel had any part in sustaining that, um, then that, yeah, it, it fully being gone and, and what ramifications that may have, you know, in the next season would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, because because essentially it is it was uh, because they, they talk about closer encounters of Rick kind using the Mortys to shield themselves from from being found, them going into mass reduction of Mortys uh, in in that way has essentially kept kept their multiverse shielded and and hidden. It's created that right. that wall. So if they get rid of uh, evil Morty, getting rid of all the Mortys, getting rid of, of that, that shield, it's, it's just as much to protect Rick as it is to, uh, the, the Ricks as it is to, you know, not go anywhere else. Right. Yeah. It's, it's to shield them off from whoever, whomever might be out to, out to get him or can, can get him. It's, it's a protection mechanism. It's a defense mechanism, as they say. It is, it is. Uh, so, so really, really cool stuff there. I would, I would say, I would say. Yeah. I, I think if much like with, um, what was it? I guess the season two finale with the galactic federation, uh, finding out about earth, right. And, and starting to colonize on earth. And then you have the season three premiere, uh, what my seasons, right. I think that's right. Uh, where where Rick crashes the Citadel into yeah. the Galactic Federation and everything. Take a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so much like the way Earth was exposed to a bigger reality with the Galactic Federation coming to Earth, um, I think this is again another, I guess, watershed moment, right? Where 
we now have another level of reality exposed. It's it's just it's just like when the the the, the people on Lost found the hatch, and then they found out about <laughs> the like the Dharma Initiative, and then they found out about the Tate. Yeah, like it's just expanding that scope even further. This is going to turn into a Lost podcast, you guys. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. So, so I think I think the exposure and potentially the the deconstruction of the central finite curve has huge implications for you canon heads uh moving forward in in future episodes um but we also along with with rick evil morty's plan and and his his success in in achieving it uh we also had the opportunity to look back at rick's past in this episode which is another thing that that fans for a long time have have speculated about yeah. and they have have built a lot of theories about who Rick was, who who Rick has been, where he has been and we really kind of get it all laid out for us in uh, a pretty epic montage where Morty is is for the lack of a better term mind blown into <laughs> Uh, a, a a sequence of of what made Rick the way he is. Uh, how did you feel about that moment in this episode? Did you, did you enjoy it? Did you, did you have what were what were your thoughts about you know all of Rick's past unfolding in front of your eyes? I I was less affected, I think, about the reveal of his past than I was about just how that that segment was shot. How how that whole sequence was was put together, uh, the the Blade Runny synth score in 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 the back in the background, his you know the, his humble beginnings of having his family murdered and then eventually him going on this this journey of uh, revenge, trying to get revenge and and seeking out the Rick who uh, killed his family, and ultimately him not finding it. And then him, uh, reaching a like he, him, him just him killing so many Ricks and them never stopping, them always existing, and him getting to a point where he is just so tired, he doesn't care anymore. And you know what? Fuck it. I will. I will help them put together a citadel, and they can they can have it. They can have at it. Leave me to do my shit. You do your shit, and. Uh, and, and, and his, and his depression leading him back to, uh, a Beth, a version of Beth that, that exists with a, with a Morty there, essentially leading us into the, the, uh, what would eventually be the pilot episode, uh, yeah. him, him, him starting a relationship with Morty and which will then, you know, at, at the end of the episode morph into evolve into a different, uh, relationship. It's. It's really interesting in, and it's kind of just dawning on me now, but so much of Rick's personality in the past has been about his lack of attachment and his, his lack of like real deep caring for his family. He's, he's, he's not, he, he does his own thing. He's, he's able to detach he's able to go off and and go on adventures for a long period of time and and not think twice about it uh love is a is a is a construct whatever all you know weddings or funerals with cake all this all this crap right (laughs) um so 
to to see his backstory, everything that sort of made him who he is is essentially fueled by him losing his family and that version of Rick that drops that bomb in killing his wife and and Beth, you know, like he's his early adventuring is all fueled by him trying to find that Rick and 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 hunt down the Rick that was responsible for for killing his family and in his inability to succeed in finding that Rick, he ends up developing and becoming more jaded and, and, and comes, becomes the Rick that we know, but his animosity for the other Ricks, his, his lack of connection with them uh, also develops through that time. And, and, and so he's building this reputation for the Rick that we know now all the, all the while it's because of his endless pursuit for for the one rick that sort of uh ruined his life and the only time he really sort of seems to be at peace through any of that is when he abandons that and goes back to the family crashes into Beth's garage and then reestablishes a connection with the family like that's that's really telling like that's we we always talk about oh there's more to Rick in terms of his love for Morty and, and and the family but like this really kind of cements it as 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 this is who Rick is he he really does care about his family yeah he 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 really does but it's you know, talk about defense mechanism that that's that's his thing right like the multiverse him his this the I want to keep on to say narcissism that that that's not it the uh, a denialism aspect of like, I don't, I don't give a shit about anything. He, he, he wants to say he doesn't care about anything, but he, but he, but he does it. it, it it's all, it's all there. And we've seen it throughout the season going back even to multiplicity. I, I know, you know, you're not a huge fan of multiplicity, uh, but I I've said, I mean, you, you like it. It just, it didn't feel like there were, there were stakes. And, uh, and, and I go back to it just to say like, there was, there's, there's pieces of the, clone the decoy versions of rick where he is being forthcoming with with beth and he's apologizing to her that is that is a that is showing who he is in 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 that moment and we've gotten hints throughout throughout the season going into episode nine coming out of it with him being like learning empathy and uh him you know uh, him saying giving the portal gun to to morty which i want to come back to in in a second all all of these things where he's grown and he's shown us at at the end of this episode when he says i just want we just don't want to do adventures we don't want to do just adventures anymore <laughs> like this this place is yeah. powered by canon um yeah, yeah it, it's a, it's it's turning a corner and then the finale right at the end uh with it's it's him and morty and a very on the nose uh the boost is has to be operate operated by two people uh yeah, with, with a partner with, with a, a partner with so. a partner going back pulling morty up and then them doing it together uh is just really indicative of of that relationship and how much different it is from the finale to the pilot episode oh yeah oh yeah uh sort of like meta commentary how how did you feel about them spoon feeding all of that backstory in one sequence over the course of a couple minutes as opposed to sort of slow rolling that over time over the course of a season or 
multiple seasons. Do, do you feel like it's kind of nice to just be like, all right, we got it all out of the way. It's done now. Much, much like Rick says at the end of that sequence, whoa, <laughs> dead wife. He's like, yeah, now everybody can stop talking about it. Like, was this a way for the writers to just be like, all right, here's Rick's past. This is sort of what got him from A to B. And now we can stop discussing it because you know it and we can move forward. <laughs> uh, like, to me, that's that was the only sort of gripe I had with it where I felt like it was too much almost like exposition where it's just like, all right, here's Rick's backstory. Sort of, sort of the opposite of the compliment that I had for the bird person episode where they... They didn't just roll all of that out in in a montage. They they found a cool way of of showing us that backstory through the subconscious and everything. This was more of just like, a, all right, mind blowers. Here's all of his memories. All right, end of story. I uh, I think I think I'm okay with it. I think I I think I liked this this way of of doing it because you know you you and I we've we've been covering this show forever and uh one of the things that we have like uh, low-key kind of gripe about is like uh, oh like we're we're hearing about evil morty again or like just theory crafting where there isn't necessarily something to theory craft about like not everything has to have a theory in the in this show yeah. uh and if by by kind of laying out the red carpet of his backstory asking some questions there within the montage still uh but but laying it out for us people can move on from the stuff that they have questions about from yeah. season 2 season 3 is is Diane still out there somewhere right right like okay no, let's, she died she's she, dead she's she's dead we we can we can move on ask some ask some other questions with uh, the the questions i mentioned like who is the rick that killed his family and why, what, what, uh, some of the, like, like star systems that, uh, that some of the other Ricks were, were hiding, like, what is that about? Like, why, what is there? Who is this? Who is this, this evil, the actual evil Rick that, that we can't actually find what they can't find that he eventually gives up on that. He can't, that he can't fix. He can't fix that, that problem. Uh, smartest man in the universe. He can't fix that problem. So it does, ask, it does ask some questions, but it gets rid of the questions that, fans i think have just been latching onto and holding onto for so long that we're like okay we got that now we can now we can move on to answering different questions and exploring different parts of this this universe yeah yeah i uh i agree with you um yeah i i i'm i'm okay with how they did it uh you hate it but there's there's just there's just so much <laughs> happening in this episode you hate it that worst episode I, I don't I don't hate it, but it took me a couple rewatches. It took me it took me at least a rewatch to fully appreciate everything that we were getting because we got so much canon information Lord like, dump. in this episode. Yeah, huge lore dump, massive lore dump. But with all of with all of the dumps that were happening, uh, <laughs> there 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 are some lingering questions that exist, um, and these are just a, just a few things that um, fans might still be be asking themselves uh, even even after the finale. First off, with Evil Morty outside of the central finite curve, uh, now with a gold portal gun, uh, is it gold or yellow? What's what's your hot take? <laughs> I I it's, it's it's more gold. It's more gold. Okay. He's got the golden gun. But I mean, um, like Morty has a yellow shirt. It's all about 
you know, uh, I mean, not that Rick has a green shirt. Green but. shirt, yeah. But it's definitely identifiable as different from from the green portals. Um, is this the end of of Evil Morty? Is has he has he reached the end of his his pursuits to escape the CFC, or or do you think we'll we'll see him again sometime? I I think that we will see him again sometime. Uh, his his whole thing was to get away from from Rick, right? Sure. So if so if he get, if he gets away from Rick, the only way he's going to meet up with Rick again is if he needs something from him, or somehow in this vast infinite universe, they still they still cross paths. Sure. Uh, so so I I don't I don't think it's the end. Um, his scheme was completed by breaking the CFC. But I don't. I don't. I don't think we'll. I don't think we will never see him again. Uh, I, I. I could definitely see him popping up again at some point. Yeah. The uh, you. You talk about the the gold portal gun. Uh, some speculation on there because we've seen a blue portal, we've seen a green portal, and we now we have this gold portal. We're we're saying gold. Yeah. Uh, the blue is people have some said is like it's it, it's between places in the same universe. Yeah. Uh, and then the the green is within the cfc uh so so if if there's a bowl of skittles right like you have a bowl of skittles you have you have a bunch of bowls of skittles all right there's a bowl here on my desk there's one down in in my in my uh, dining room you have one at your house right the bowl of skittles here in my desk in my office uh the blue portal i can go from one area of the the green skittle in the same in the same skittle to another place in that same green skittle. Whereas a green portal, I can go from the green skittle in the same bowl in my my office to a red skittle to a yellow skittle, blah blah blah. But the gold one, the gold portal, I can go from my my green skittle to your green skittle to the skittle back in my dining room. Boom! That Sk- skittly do love skittles. Skittles. <laughs> oh. This episode brought to you by Skittles. Taste the rainbow. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, that's no, I think that's a great point though. Those, um, and, and there's, I don't know, there's a little bit of like intentional, not even necessarily dialogue, but, uh, the way that they have drained all the green portal fluid from the Citadel, we never knew exactly where Rick was sourcing his portal fluid from. I always just assumed he made it himself. Um, but there's there's a there's a moment there at the end of the episode where Rick has his portal gun and you can see that the canister is empty on top and he just kind of throws the portal gun to the side. Do do you get the impression that this is like the end of green portals? Is this is this the end of portals in general? Like or are they going to or is this maybe just the end of the green ones and now they have to step up and 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 use these yellow portals in order to get around well gold portals well it, <laughs> gold portals well if if the if the theory the, the theory that green portals are between the CFC dimensions then if if there's no more CFC then there's no more green portal so you would have yeah. you would have to you would have to go to a to a different type of portal in that in that case. Uh, shit, I, I had I had a, I had a point on that. Uh, I can't quite recall, but it is it all had to do with 
just the 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 green portals being a thing, being thematic between yeah. uh, Morty and, and stuff. I'll I'll get I'll get back to it. I'll get back. All to I it. know is I've got a ton of merch with green portals <laughs> on it, and it, it's gonna feel very first five seasons now if uh, if if we have to change the colors of all of our portals. What <laughs> yeah. um, one area that we that we didn't fully explore. Um, and, and there's still maybe some room for, for debate. And that is evil Morty's origin. Uh, we, we got to hear about Rick's origin story a little bit more, but there's still a lot of people that question what caused evil Morty to become evil in the first place. There's a wink at that in terms of when evil Morty says that if you've ever doubted a Rick, then that's what makes you evil. Uh, so if you've doubted your Rick, then you're evil too and things like that. So, um, I don't, I don't know if that's a throwaway or not, or if that's maybe their way of trying to, to get after that question, but there, there's still no clear answer on what made evil Morty evil in the first place or what drove him to the lengths that he went to, 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 to do what he did. Yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 you're right. You're right about that stuff. Um, I I I, I want to go I want to go back I want to go back just real, real quick because I want to talk about, I want to talk about the portal gun the portal gun uh, at the end of episode nine Rick gave it to to Morty right and said yeah. here here you go uh, with the portal boys stuff he went back uh, with the the iPhone three of portal guns uh, which which is the same one that uh, evil Rick oh, the one who killed Rick's family had uh in uh yeah, episode, early, uh, early early version of the, the portal gun yeah. yeah 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 i have a bunch of notes that i wrote on my leg because i couldn't find a, a, a sheet of paper <laughs> um but why you got to keep a notepad on the desk brandon <laughs> that's 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 what we've gotten to as, as podcast yeah i know i know I, I i couldn't find my pad of paper as as we're talking um so so there, there there's that piece all this all this talk about portals uh the the morty learning how to do portal stuff Evil Morty doing uh, doing a portal. It's all very thematic and goes back to some of uh, fan kind of speculation throughout the season of of Rick uh, being depowered, not using the portal gun as much. It hasn't not being as featured as much. And I don't know if the, I, I don't I don't think it was intentional for the the writers throughout the season uh, to to put less emphasis on the portal gun, but in hindsight. That's exactly what it looks like, right? Because yeah. because fans noticed that Rick wasn't using the portal gun nearly as much. And uh, it could be construed as a way going into season six and beyond to not be as heavily tied on the, the deus ex machina of being able to just portal your way out of everything. Yeah, because because it's something that they actually have to intentionally show the viewers uh, anytime Rick or Rick and Morty get into some sort of predicament where they're trapped or things like that, they always have to show, oh, well, Rick left the portal gun in the bathroom. Oh, the, oh, they, they, the portal <laughs> yeah. gun ran out of juice or like they, they yeah. always have to kind of wink at why they can't just portal out of there. It, it's, it's like, it's like horror films when, when cell phones became a thing you had to you, writers had to start coming up with contrived ways 
reasons why people didn't have their cell phones on them. Oh, I'm in a no service area. Well, service is pretty good mostly everywhere now. So now they have to yeah. find different. Oh, the battery's dead. Uh, oh, well, why didn't could you, everybody has a phone charger in their car? Uh, I, I forgot my charger at home, you know, shit like that. And, and uh, there, there has to be a, a game changing way to, 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 to stop any of that. And so I want to, I want to throw this out there in the, uh, not sure if you caught it, but the, in the, you know, behind the episode stuff, uh, they talk, they talk about this episode. They talk about bringing in evil Morty again, and they talk about why this, this aspect of the story, why they had to kind of wait so long for it, because this is not an episode that you would want to introduce in season two, uh, especially if there's not con- if there's you know contracts uh, aren't signed yet. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, because I think we're on the same page with this. This kind of changes the future of the show in 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 ways. It is a yeah. revelation. It breaks what we know about the show. It breaks the whole concept of Rick being the smartest person in the universe and being practically a god. Uh, it also breaks the the kind of maybe well i and we'll we'll see in season six but it might break a little bit of that rick and morty not trusting each other like being antagonists to each other uh the odd couple so the the toxic the toxic relationship uh sort of pairing that they've they've had for the last five seasons they're coming they're coming out of the season trusting each other more and rick knowing that he he can't do this alone and Morty realizing that he's far more capable than he's ever been him, him. They, they talk about uh shit talking about Morty being so forgiving. Right. But he, he does forgive Rick at the end and yeah. they're, they're doing it together. Um, yeah. It, it, it brings up the last question that I have in the show notes, which is where does the series go from here? But I, I think that's probably better suited for its own podcast, considering we're, we're we're closing in on the on the on the hour mark oh, shit. of this episode, <laughs> uh, which is our second episode that we've recorded this evening. But I I think there's a lot to be discussed there. And so I would love it if if listeners, if you've gotten this far into this episode and you're you're this this canon heavy uh in 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 your fandom, I would love for folks to send us your thoughts. You know, whether that's at, at Rick and Morty Pod on Twitter, Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. We want to know what you think the implications of this episode are in terms of the future of the show. Where where does it go in season six? How does how do these changes that we've really had emphasized in these last two episodes, how do those affect Rick and Morty's relationship and how they're able to take on uh, whatever lies ahead uh, outside of the, the the central finite curve and things like that? So shoot us that stuff. Let us know. Uh, we're, we're, we're definitely not done talking about this episode as as we mentioned, there are some great uh, best and worst parts of this episode, right? Um, I, I talked about the animation early on. Holy crap, it looked great. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought the opening sequence, that titles, that anime title sequence uh, was was terrific. And because my kid has gotten me to watch way more anime than I ever used to, I appreciated it a lot more than I ever would have before. Um, but I, I, I thought it was hilarious. I thought I thought I thought that entire thing up front was great. Uh, the, the Morty production system of the Citadel producing Morty's for Rick's go it showing montaging of, uh, Rick's going back in time to making sure that Beth and Jerry get together. So they, so they have Morty's. Yeah. I, I questioned that because I was like, was that time travel? Because they, it, it wouldn't make sense for Rick's to be able to go, go and touch 
the lives of any Beths or Jerry's. So they they had to do they had to do time travel, right? For that, that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, they have to do some kind of time travel for for that. But it, it, it you know, I, we're getting at the theory here, but maybe because for the most part, these things happen already. It's just it's a nudge to make sure it does happen. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, but um, but yeah, yeah, I, I I caught up a little bit of dialogue. I don't know if, if you're if you're on the same page with me on this. The Citadel wasn't doing this before, but they started mass doing it after Evil Morty and Evil Rick started doing it. Is that? Am, am I am um, I wrong? In I, that? Didn't, I didn't I didn't pick up on that. I okay. don't know if you're wrong about that, but I I I think you could be right because that that whole sequence talks about how we all know that having a Morty near a Rick is a good way of hiding the locate, like is a good way for Rick's to hide. But, uh, Oh, are we still good? Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I, I, I don't know if my hearing's going out or my headphones, <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, but that transitions into how the Citadel was using Morty's and then how do you obtain Morty's? Well, you can, you can, convince Beths and Jerry's across different timelines to to hook up, thus producing a Morty. Or a much simpler way is just cloning pull them. the DNA, start <laughs> cloning Mortys and mass producing them on a large scale. Uh which became really dark and sort of Pink Floyd the Wallish in, in yeah, terms of all these yeah. dead Mortys pocket, lying around. Pocket the, yeah. Mortys uh, all yeah, over the place. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I, th- I thought I thought that entire breakdown was was very interesting. And um, I don't know if it was best or worst in in, in some ways, uh, a little bit, a little bit of both. So. A little bit of both. Uh, the quality of dialogue stops mattering. <laughs> Evil Morty yeah, just like... Uh, it, it's interesting because they say that right they say that about the midpoint of the episode uh and he says the quality of the dialogue start stops mattering and then he says yeah this is the time when i'm finally going to do that thing that i came here to do <laughs> uh where it's just like the worst sentence ever in a tv show but also on a larger scale like at this point people don't care what uh, is being talked about they're like all right just show me what 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 evil morty's gonna do show me what's gonna ha- like show me brick's backstory uh i don't I don't care how you say it just just <laughs> give me this information um so i i on a couple levels i thought that that was really really well done all right well let, let's let's talk about uh some some favorite bits uh of ours favorite bits uh, uh we we've said it three times but the anime title sequence shows up <laughs> yet again Crow horse. That uh, that definitely. I you didn't you didn't want to take notes. You just wanted to enjoy the finale as it was. You said I'm not going to take I'm not going to take any notes. And the and one I didn't. and the one note you did send to me was submit to crow horse. <laughs> that wasn't even a note. I just cracked up so much at that that I had to like send it to you and just be like because I was I was dying over it when when he's given free will and then immediately takes off and and uh wreaks havoc i i thought that was hilarious yeah 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 yeah. uh of course shrub is as crow scare gotta gotta love gotta love me some rob rob shrub uh i 
I thought it was funny how 40-year-old Morty uh, kept getting slammed for ordering a rum and coke, uh, <laughs> which I hadn't really thought about until I thought about the fact that the last time I had a rum and coke was probably in my 20s. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I guess, I mean, that was a drink that I, that I enjoyed early on uh, in, my, in my drinking life, and I have sort of moved on from that. It's yeah. nothing wrong with it. We if used, you love rum and coke, we used great. to play with a kraken. We used to drink kraken and coke and play Catan. And and what what happened? Such to throwbacks. Those? <laughs> uh, now now I just pour straight whiskey into a glass and, and think about what's happened in my life. So, yeah, I anyway. I drink dirty, dirty Shirley's. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, oh, again, another another nod to forty year old Morty and, and his crossovers with my life. Uh, him him talking about all he all he thinks about is lawn care. Uh every time I look outside of my house, I'm just thinking about that grass and what I can do to make it better. Um so, I just so, I yeah. just I just planted a bunch of quick seed in my backyard today. <laughs> I am 39. I'm I'm, yep. almost, I'm almost there. Yep. Yeah, almost there. Uh, you don't you don't have the tribal tattoo though. Uh I, I so, don't. So you, I, you got I, that I refuse to. I, I do I do have a shout out that we we didn't uh, my favorite bit that we didn't mention in here. Uh, shout out to Rick Mobile, uh, always mentioning Project Phoenix. Uh, I, I thought, I thought adding Project Phoenix here in this episode was a great addition, uh, for, for fans who would be like, yeah, what about what happened to Project Phoenix? And that, that evil Morty is so, uh, so good at planning and knows all calculated. He knows, he knows all the eight angles (laughs) that, that Project Phoenix leads people to blenders. <laughs> and uh so so cool. So cool to see that that kind of uh not plot hole, but that that aspect of the plot that we see. Yeah, seen. well they're they're tying they're they the amount of work that the writers probably had to go through to make sure that there were none of those hanging threads where they could have been like, oh, they could have just killed themselves and they would have been Project Phoenix out of there. Like they they covered all those bases. Yeah. Um and, and if they missed any, please let us know and we'll be happy to feature that in an upcoming episode. <laughs> um well but I do uh, uh shout out to kind of like the, the time machine, HG Wells time machine, uh the the Morty Morlocks, the Mortlocks, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, coined coined here on the on the episode. <laughs> uh it, it it just it just occurred to me that that's what what that was. Uh like the gentrification upstairs in Glendale uh Citadel and then yeah. all the mortlocks downstairs powering the machine. Uh capitalism, a, if you will. It's a metaphor for capitalism, Brandon. <laughs> it's a little on the nose. Yeah. Um I thought I thought the whole rebuild of Morty scene, uh I thought I thought that was hilarious. Um the way to turn a 40 year old Morty into a 14 year old Morty and, and still have to process the additional 24 years or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. I, th- I thought all that was great. And then the pink uh, skin. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> like that was interesting. Mouse. Yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought that was a nice touch. Um, Morty is a poison tester. I mm-hmm. missed it completely the first time I watched it, but uh, the fact that he was eating the food and then he's like, it doesn't taste very poisony. And then Rick decides to eat it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was hilarious. The, the, we, we mentioned the Stanley Rick already uh, doing like that, the classic comic book insert, like go back to episode nine of season one Excelsior. Rick- <laughs> Does he say Excelsior or Rick Excelsior? Oh, uh, maybe he does say Rick. Either Celsior. way, either way, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, the big boy fight. Uh, this is this is when 
Rick like oh. splooges out of his neck this weird uh sort of uh, it's it's it, it almost uh looks uh what what are they called the Cronenberg? uh the, Cr- the Cronenberg. Cronenbergs thank you uh yeah it has a Cronenberg look to it but uh it seems to get pleasure it, it made me think of the Cronenbergs and then it made me think about uh Black Panther's suit in in the Marvel oh. movies that <laughs> absorbs energy and then can, can he can push it back um, so so yeah I thought I thought that was funny uh, I I I like I like I like that whole that fight scene. Uh, because we we talked about it a little bit before, but Eve, Evil Morty being there, just standing still, drinking, uh, w- and getting shot at, <laughs> and then the second time he gets shot at, like you you thought my shield would be down, like no, I just yeah. didn't, I just didn't like the dialogue. Uh, like it it seems like when you're when you're playing a video game and there's that the big bad of the of the video game that you can't you can't defeat for whatever reason because you you have to go through the motions of of finding out how to take down their shield that yeah. it, it felt, yeah. it felt a lot like that. And, and just him just caught, not even flinching when, when the shot comes at him. Yeah. So yeah. super, he knows super, he's protected. Super, he knows, he, he knows he's protected. Uh, there's a great, uh, use of the word yoink when, <laughs> when Rick takes something off the table, uh, a little nod to some, some Simpsons heritage there. Yoink. Uh, and then uh, uh, Blade Runner, Rick and Bird person. Uh, yeah. Looking back at uh, you already talked about the music, but there's some pretty on the nose scenes of like a, a Blade Runner esque uh, uh, period in, the, in their history where yeah. they're like eating it like a, a noodle bar or something <laughs> out in like a cyber future. Bird, bird, uh, bird person with the, those 80s Ray Ban like yeah. cyber <laughs> cyberpunk glasses exactly yeah, very yeah. cool uh whoa dead wife now everyone can shut up about it you know, we, we talked about that a little, little bit yeah uh, uh and and i think i think the best way to to end the episode with our favorite bits is talking about the return of mr poopy butthole now going through some kind of separation living in a in a one bedroom apartment eating ramen and in a non- straight, straight from the pot mind you Straight from he's, the pot. He's not dirtying another dish. This is this is this is bachelor life. <laughs> bachelor life. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and drop your name in the comments if you've eaten ramen straight out of the pot. Because <laughs> I, I have. I know I have. I, I I know I know you have. Uh, I've I've watched you. Uh, <laughs> it's really really good. Uh, so yeah, Jeff Loveness. Uh, he, he he tweeted, "Learn from him." But that that whole that whole speech is very. You know, it it it's not it's not a joke. It it starts with like, ooh, ooh, we uh, evil morning. That was quite a scheme. Makes me wonder if there's an evil me out there. But I guess sometimes I look at my life and I may not even need him because, well, I guess I've made a pretty big mess of things myself. Ooh, we. Uh, and the script goes on to say, we realize Mr. Poopy Butthole is in a shambly studio apartment, not his usual home with his wife and child. He has a few loose photos of them, but clearly he lives alone, is not handling life well. Never got my job at the university back. Remember that. Rick made me do karate. That was kind of funny, but I guess things went downhill from there. Started isolating myself from Amy. Used to tell her everything I was feeling, but then I guess I stopped because I wanted her to love who she thought I was, not who I felt myself becoming. Ever think about how horrified the people we love would be if they found out who we truly are? So we just dig ourselves deeper into our lives every day, ultimately hurting the only people brave enough to love us. Wish I didn't do that. Wish I was brave enough to love them back. I don't know. Maybe you should try it. We don't have as much time as we think. We never do. Ooh-wee. 
Ooh. What a what a what a, yeah. a very somber yeah. note to end season five of Rick yeah, and Morty. Huge, huge huge thanks to Jeff Loveness for coming back and writing one heck of an episode with Scott Martyr. Um, yeah, I have I have that script page saved to my uh, camera roll on my phone uh, as as well. So <laughs> okay. something right something to look back on, uh, something to think about. Um, and, and speaking of looking back on, on things, uh, we have completed it season five in the books. Uh, but fans of this podcast know that the fun doesn't stop there. Uh, we are going to have to, we're going to have to do a full season recap where we look back, uh, on the season as a whole and, uh, and, and get a sense for, you know, what, what happened from, from one through 10, and uh, we also have a, a couple of other interviews lined up. So, so this is this is certainly not the end of Rick and Morty coverage uh, in the near future. There, there may be some breaks along the way. We'll we'll, we'll get back into <laughs> our uh, one on again, off again uh, relationship where we'll we'll start picking up some episodes of apathetic enthusiasm in the meantime. Uh, but make sure that you're subscribed and, and following along on your favorite social platforms so that you never miss an episode uh, until we figure out when season six comes along <laughs> and, uh, and we can do it all over again uh, until then. We do have some fans and, and friends that we want to feature Woo! in listener suggestions and short hey! outs. Uh, I, I, I got, I got to give it up to our friends over on Twitch, uh, including the new followers, Hikari 10, 47, five, uh, Lil Otaku 5670, uh, deer out to get us and <laughs> films and fermentation all following us uh recently over on twitch thank you guys so much for following us on twitch uh if you're not following us on twitch you can be part of the show uh, ask questions that we will ignore while we record the episode and then <laughs> ask, and then potentially reply told you uh, boy in the comments yeah yeah thanks office nike uh for 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 your comment or your question uh we also have a review brandon we Look do by the raw one who was in the Twitch chat earlier tonight and then said, I haven't watched the finale yet. And we said goodbye. <laughs> but the raw one uh, leaving a review. When I saw the show live, I thought they were the other person. Love the show. It's great, informative, and great interviews. Five stars. Brandon Cruz says, check them out. Check them out. Uh, check them out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want to know, folks, go out to Rick and Morty Pod. On uh, on Twitter, uh, Rick and Morty Podcast at, at Instagram, and please, or, or Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Please, for the love of God, let us know what it is about the the glasses guy that makes you think I'm the bald guy. Because <laughs> because I'm yeah, I, I legitimately yeah, it's, interested. It's really interesting because the bald guy is not doing all those songs. The bald guy <laughs> does the one weird song during the social media minute. <laughs> and the rest of the time he's 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 not the funny one. Uh so so yeah. Yeah, I want to know what I want to know I want to know what it is. Is it like maybe you're like uh cuz maybe you seem like Mike Kowalczyk from Live where you, or Ed Kowalczyk uh where like you look like a rock star and so like you would be the musician person where like the the nerdy guy with glasses like oh there's one person and that's River Cuomo. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. you're not him. So 
Obviously, the guy with the glasses, you know, breaks down things and and talks about the social media links. And the other guy's crazy, wacky, and doesn't have any hair. No, it's the other way around, everybody. I I think I think maybe because on our uh, on our logo where uh, where I have like the picture of me like laughing with my mouth open, maybe people interpret that as like singing maybe or something. I don't know. Like. And you're a little bit more like matter of fact or like you're still smiling. But um, yeah, like I think that. that was always I think that was always <laughs> drawn as the intention of like you saying something funny and me reacting to it, because that's typically how things go on the show anyway. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, let us know. Yeah. Uh, shout yeah. out to our, our social media. Um, OK, well, I think that I think that is it for season five. We will, of course, cover season five uh, as, as far as a, a mass overview Travis mentioned interviews. Uh, we're, we're we're not we're not done with the season yet, but we always look forward to talking to you, for you to talk back at us, and for us to enjoy this this fandom of Rick and Morty together. Um, so I think yeah. I think that should do it for this this episode. Travis, any final words? Um, just thanks to everybody who continues to support the show, downloads, subscribes, does all those things. I, I would love to know if this episode is, is more of your cup of tea, if breaking down, uh, you know, theories and, and canon type stuff is, is something that, that you really like to hear, or if, uh, if sort of the other epi- episodes are, are more of, of, of your taste. Uh, but yeah, give us, give us that information. Let us know what you think and, and we'll continue to try and give the people what they want. Uh, as, as, as the show changes and moves in, in, in different directions, this podcast will continue to adapt as well. But uh, until then, I'm Travis. And I am Brandon. Thank you so much for your time and dedication. Two episodes. Two episodes. One night. In the book. Lots Same of, shirt. Lots of editing. So much editing. <laughs> Bye, everybody.